BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Hi, what's your name? I'm Crash. What's your name? <laughs> You're Crash? Yeah, like crashing a car. Well, it was a motorcycle, but yeah. You don't have to tell me what your real name is, but is that your real name? No, it, it's not, but it's what I go by. It's my road name. Uh, it's your road name. I feel like Crash is an unfortunate road name to have because nobody on the road wants to crash. Right. Well, that's why. That's how I got the road name, Lyle. Uh, or did you crash into something? I totaled my brand new motorcycle. It was a Harley. I had it for three days, man. So sad. Are you a motorcycle driver now? Do you still drive motorcycles? I haven't been able to get a new one. Um, I don't know if you know this. The motorcycles are at least like $10, and I can't really save that kind of money in this economy. You, They're at least $10? At least. Okay. What's the most amount of money they are? <laughs> I don't know. So crash. <laughs> while uh what's up with you is there any particular thing that you called in to talk about yeah i just kind of wanted to rant a little about my dissociative amnesia because people don't understand like in my life and i wanted to just uh talk to a third party who doesn't know me what is dissociative amnesia um so the best i understand it is like something traumatic happens to you and you just end up like dissociating through your whole life. So the older you get, the less you remember. Um, in my case, I remember like six months to a year before today and I get little flashes of my memory here and there, but um, I don't really remember jack shit. And then like also depersonalization, derealization, like imagine feeling like genuinely feeling like you're living in a simulation and any memories you have are like distant dreams. It's kind of like that. It says here that you have no memory of your life before a year ago. Is that true? Yeah. So I'll just get like little flashes of memories here and there. Um, but like I said, they just kind of feel like dreams. They don't feel like my memories. Um, but mostly I only remember things from like before a year ago. Interesting. So you only have a year's worth yeah. of memory. Pretty much, yeah. Um, like, I'll give you an example that I told Tim, which, shout out to Tim, he's amazing. But um, basically, I looked at a picture that I took of Polaroid, um, and it had me and, like, three of my friends. We were at the fair, uh, and one of the friends that I supposedly had, I don't recognize at all. I don't remember going to the fair. I don't remember ever having a Polaroid camera at that time. It was very weird. It's like I was looking at some, like like I said, simulation shit, you know? Hmm. Hmm. Um, and so, I mean, what about, like, your relationships? How has this affected your relationships? Do you, do you have friends? Do you have family? And, and if so, do you, what do you remember about them? Yeah. Um, well... <laughs> I, there's a few exes who I don't remember, but, like, my family will ask about them, and I don't really recall. Um, I do have family, and I remember all my family because I talk to them, like, all the time to make sure that I can remember. I really actively every day have to, like, do things to keep my memory sharp 
for things that are important. Um, mm. As far as my relationship goes, I, I do have a boyfriend uh, and he doesn't really get it. He doesn't understand. So like I'll dissociate and he'll just be talking to me and I'll notice he's talking, but I'm not like actually hearing what he's saying. I'll be like, what? And he gets mad, but I love him anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, as far as that goes, I just my memory like long term is gone and my short term memory sucks, too. But I try every day to remember to you know, utilize things that I have to remember what I can, like calendar events, alarms, etc. And what aspects of your life in particular do you think have been the most affected by this? Um, oh, geez. I don't know. That's, that's a great question. It's not... Like the memory aspect that affects me the most, but the dissociation, because like I had dissociated my whole life and I continue to dissociate every day. So I'll just like be on total autopilot. That's kind of how I describe it. It's just autopilot. I'll be driving. Um, I drive for a living. I work for Yerba Mate. It's a lot of driving and I'll just go from, um, you know, point A to point B. And that could be like a 15 minute drive. And I'll be leaving the store and then all of a sudden I'll be at the next, like, and I just don't recall any of the drive. Um, yeah. So that it, it affects me on a daily basis like that, but also, mm. um, you know, feeling like I'm in a simulation and stuff like that. So, you know, I asked you about your relationships and, and you, you told me about, you know, your boyfriend, but um, what about your friends? Are they like, like, cause I assume <laughs> that at the time, I, I assume that you have friends in your life that you, have had for perhaps over a year how what have those relationships been like how have they been affected so that is an interesting assumption to say i have friends uh, i do have one friend that i've had since like 2016 and because we still talk on a semi-regular basis i am able to remember her obviously but as far as things that we did when we first became friends or people that we invited into our inner circle um none of that really comes to mind at all i don't remember much of anything um mm. which really sucks because there's a lot of really really great things that we've done together that she'll describe to me and it's just it's just gone when you're being described memories of yourself by people that you're close to is is any part of you almost re-experiencing them in a way? Only when I am looking at pictures and videos of things that I did, I am able to somewhat relive it. Um, I have found that to be true. Like, I have videos. Like, she was telling me about this cool concert we went to, and I have a video of it, but I was only really able to remember any of it when I watched mm. the video. And that's only mm. the the video part that I was able to remember because it was obviously a memory memory, but to me, it doesn't feel like a memory. It feels like I'm just watching it. And it's almost like a sense of deja vu. Like, obviously I know I've been there, but I don't remember being there. So I want to know with, um, with you, your personality, your hobbies, your interests, the, uh, you know, these things that take many years to develop uh like do, do you do you find yourself having to recreate yourself in a way um well i don't think so i feel like you know we're we're always changing you know we're always changing people so it of course i'm not going to be like the same person that i was and i feel like I can't just contribute that to the amnesia, but I do find myself um, like doing a lot more things that I wouldn't have normally done. I do find myself acting in certain ways that I probably wouldn't otherwise um, just because of this. Can I hear what those ways that you act that you, you believe you wouldn't otherwise are? Well, um, I... Since the diagnosis, I've tended to try to be more optimistic and friendly to people and kind because I I have a lot of people who approach me 
um, quite often. I wouldn't say quite daily basis, but often, like at least a few times a week. And I won't recognize them, but they'll say, you know, hey, we went to school for seven years together and we were in all these classes. And one time we went on a field trip and, and I won't remember them. And then there will be, you know, another person who, and this is when I first realized that I had a problem in my brain. Um, someone told me, yeah, I mean, you were like the biggest like middle school bully to me. Like you were awful. And, really? you know, you're, you're just a. Yeah, apparently, and just telling me how much of a piece of shit I was in middle school, which I mean, kids suck. We're all pieces of shit as kids. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But um, <laughs> but since then, I I really try to lead with as much kindness and respect as I can because I don't want to keep running into those instances where people will approach me and be like, "Hey, you're a piece of shit," and I won't even know who they are. Is that? I mean, I mean, is that true? Is is I. I... It, the the phenomenon in general of you being approached by people who are from your past um, that you don't recognize but that know you is an interesting one. But is, is it is it really true that you you're finding a majority of those interactions to be negative? Oh no, not the majority to be negative by any means. But um, I feel like one is too many. You know what I mean? I feel like one person approaching me like that is too many and i've only had two people approach me like that um mm -hmm. but that's still too many to me and i feel like um that means i should be changing as a person and i so i try to you know lead with kindness nowadays and try to mm. really be the best person that i can be even if i don't remember it in the future interesting do you um do you know if this I guess year lag of memory. Do you know? Uh, I, I assume you've talked to. Do you, do you do a lot of work with like psychologists and doctors about all this stuff? Unfortunately, the healthcare where I live is really really bad. Um, I got this diagnosis, uh, amongst others, from my therapist, my real therapist that I used to have, um, and but she can't really like put it on pen and paper. I have to see an actual neurologist for this one because it's so severe. And when I made the appointment a month ago, um, the neurologist said that the next opening is March 13th of next year. Mm. So mm -hmm. um, in order to get any treatment or anything or, you know, a pen and paper or sorry, like a hard copy of this diagnosis, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to wait till March. Mm -hmm. Um. Do you know at all from anything that anyone has told you or from the uh, highly reliable internet whether or not um, you you believe this will will persist as you continue like you know will, will you uh, do you know if you'll be able to remember a year ago a year from now? Well I'm actively trying to find ways to not dissociate every day, but it's a lot harder than it sounds. Um, and having no memory, the amnesia, it takes no energy. What takes the energy is trying to remember, but I'm in this phase where I'm I'm done trying to remember and I'm just trying to accept, you know, that I just will never remember again. Those are lost memories. So it's, I don't know, I try to find ways to make it so I'm not dissociating, but it's a lot harder than it sounds. When you say you're trying to find ways not to disassociate, what are those ways? Um, so I'll try to, like, like honestly, lately, what's been helping me stay in the present moment while I'm, like, driving, for example, is I'm listening to your podcast, um, Therapy Gecko. That's been really helping, keeping me in the present. Um, just always having something going that I can relate memories to. Hmm. So, um I'll be listening to your podcast or whatever podcast while I'm driving or while I'm working, while I'm know, playing Minecraft, like uh, fucking anything. And I try to keep things on. So if I can tie memories together, I've found that that helps me remember at least one of the things. If I could tie memories together. Hmm. Hmm. 
And has this been effective for you at all? I know you're saying that it's hard, and I'm sure it's very hard. You're you're fighting actively against you know something going on with you neurologically that you haven't even had the opportunity to really, really uh, you know work on in a professional way. Has 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 your um, your techniques been effective at all for you and helping you not disassociate? I feel like I don't have the answer to that at this point in time um, because I've only been trying this for the last like week so I feel like I'm gonna have to experiment it a little longer until I can really know for sure if it's being effective I mean for example like I think it was Sunday yeah so Sunday I was listening to your podcast all day and I remember actually quite a bit of Sunday uh, versus like, oh God, I don't even know what I did yesterday. Like my short-term memory mm. is just as bad as my long-term, but um, it's not as severe because one little idea can bring back all my memories from the other day. So it's not a big deal. But um, I think I think it is effective so far. What do you hope for the future crash? Um. I'm just hoping to keep making really good memories, whether I remember them or not, mm-hmm. um, because I still want to live in the present. I don't know how long I have, you know, uh, between you and me, and I haven't really told too many people, but I'm getting screened for cancer next week, and, you know, mm-hmm. I'm young. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's, I'm trying to really live my best life and remember what I can while I can. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. What kind of memories are you are you hoping to make? Well, I would really love to travel. I would love to travel and, and see everything I can. You know, I've I've seen the Grand Canyon, I've seen Niagara Falls, I've seen a lot of really beautiful things, but I want to see more. I want to go to more shows. Like I'm going to Aftershock. Uh, what do they do? Are they EDM next weekend? Uh, no, I am going to an EDM show too. No, Aftershock is like that rock and metal show. Like Kiss are playing, My Chemical Romance, you know, oh. emo shit. Okay, I thought it was the guy yeah, from the Yeah, and then I'm going movie. to another festival. Do you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I don't watch Fuck, movies somebody, because I don't know them, and I have a short knows. attention span. Somebody knows what I'm <laughs> what I'm talking about. Um, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. So you're going to a uh, a metal show, an EDM show, and then what other kind of show? Uh, so yeah, that, that metal festival is like a three day festival. And then I'm going to this one called second sky. It's this EDM artist, Porter Robinson. Um, it's a whole yeah, festival for that. That'll be fun. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh has God, you this... know what I just found out. Yeah, please. You, you, so I'm, I'm sure you heard about that song of that one guy fucked this girl too for two years, a uh, sea bat by Hudson Mohawk. Why have, I have not heard of that at all. Oh my god, it was a it was a huge thing. Anyway, so this huge thing, I'm gonna be seeing it live. He's playing at that freaking show, so I'm I'm excited for that. Anyway, so what were you gonna ask? He had sex with someone for two whole years while playing that song. Yes, and it's a terrible song. I recommend listening to it so, so you could get the full picture. Okay, I'll check that out. Fuck, what was I going to say? Um, <laughs> oh yes, I remember. I was going to ask you. You know, has has. This amnesia, because it sounds like you you're you're making a lot of plans to go out and do a lot of things to really make a lot of 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 the moment of of the time that you have. Um, I mean, all of us, everyone alive, no one really really has any idea how much time they have. I'm I'm wondering, um, you know, has the fuck? I guess I don't know if if you will be able to answer this, but I'll ask it anyway. Do you think that this whole thing has kicked you into some kind of a gear of of trying to do more with your with yourself i I guess i'm thinking i don't know if you have that much of a handle of you know how you lived your life you know in the past uh i don't know if if you have an idea of that based off what other people have told you but do, do you think that something about all of this has inspired you to want to go do more in a way probably i mean there's a lot of different things in going on in my life that have kind of kicked me into 
doing this kind of stuff, but I have always been, like, if I know anything about myself, I've always been super adventurous, thrill-seeking. I'm a wanderlust. Like, I want to do any and everything I can. Um, and I've just always kind of been like that. But now that I know I may or may not remember it, I guess I am trying to do it a little more as much as I can. Interesting. That's an interesting thing. You're a person who lives very much for adventures and experiences. I get that. I'm a similar way. And yet you're not sure if you'll even be able to remember them. And so you really right. truly are almost almost against your will living in the moment. Because uh, exactly. that's, that's I'm, I'm truly the, to live in the, moment. the only way that you can even experience something is right as you're experiencing it. It's not... I mean, there's the anticipatory thing, but there's there's not um, a memory. It's just right there, right now, as you're doing it. That's interesting. Exactly. And the worst part is, too, is, like, I, I've been to a lot of shows. Um, I have, like, memories pop up on my Snapchat or my Facebook or whatever, you know, those uh, dang Tweety apps that the kids use. But... Um, I don't have memories of them. And the thing that I used to do with all these shows is I would turn my phone off and put it away. I've never been one to record the shows or take pictures because I wanted to live in the moment. And I'm kind of kicking myself for that now because I mm. don't have the videos or pictures of the show or, uh, you know, many with people that I've seen because I was too busy living in the moment. And now I can't remember any of it. Hmm. Mm. Well, you know, Crash. I, I listen. I, I, um, I hope that you have many more adventures where you're able to live in the moment. And it's funny you bring that up as a uh, thing you're lamenting because I, I almost feel like a lot of people experience the opposite, where it's like they actually spent most of the concert trying to record it and never actually looked up and saw the band with their eyes. Um, I try to do. I, I try to just. I, I well. fucking take a little picture. Just so I remember it, and then I put it away, and I try to live in, in the in the thing, and I, sway around and whatnot. That's what I'm practicing right now too. My last two shows I went to, I recorded like the very beginning of everything that was going on, and then I put my phone away, and I enjoyed the rest of it, and that served me well so far. Well, Crash, um, thanks for sharing all of this stuff. This was very interesting. I hope that um, I'm really I'm impressed. I'm glad to hear that you still have a very um, adventurous spirit and, and a lot of desires and hopes for the future in light of, you know, all the stuff that you, um, you know, is, is going on with you. And I, I hope you're able to, uh, you know, cross off the the various experiences on your list. Um, is there anything else that you want to say to the people at the computer or any other aspect of anything that you feel like we didn't get to or any, any final comments, um, thoughts, feelings before we, um, before we go? I don't know. Like part of me wants to say, Hey, live in the moment and just really enjoy what's going on in the present. But oh, who knows if you get memory issues later on and you regret it. So I, I feel like that's not very good advice. <laughs> Well, it, it, this is an interesting thing that we're talking about of like some finding a balance between living in the thing and documenting the thing. I think a lot of people mm-hmm. try to struggle that balance, um, you know, struggle with that balance. But I think I think it exists a, a proper amount of each. I'll, I'll look for that balance for you, Lyle. I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, thank you very much for calling Cash. Yeah, thank you. I'll see you later. Take care. That was interesting. I I, I liked that call. I'm trying to think what I feel like I learned from it. Um, very interesting predicament. Her like finding out things about herself retroactively, retroactively from like her parents and people she meets in her town about you know her ex-boyfriends or how she was in middle school or any of that stuff i would have tr- i would like have trouble um you know i because i don't know some guy i met outside of a grocery store telling me that i was an asshole in middle school i'm like i wouldn't even believe that person you know what, what credibility do they even have um but 
yeah, I like that she still had this this thirst for adventure and experiences and no, uh, you know, this this like I noticed in her like a a lamentation. Uh, is that a word? Lament, attention of lament, Lam- lamentation. I think that's a word. A lamentation of memories lost, but not in such a way where she's sitting around, you know, uh, so upset about the lost memories that she's debilitated from making future ones. And that, that that's what I like about her and what I like about that story. And um, I, I hope she takes many cool concert videos and pictures and whatnot in the future and then puts her phone down and uh, looks at stuff. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello? Hey, is this Lyle? Yeah, who is this? This is Michael. What's up, Michael? How's it going, man? Not much. I'm I'm doing all right. Yeah? How are you? I'm good. What's, uh, how can I get you today? Uh... Yeah, so I uh, I had this acid trip with some friends maybe like uh-huh. five or six years ago, and ever since then, like I, I I just have this thought in the back of my head that like reality isn't real because mm-hmm. like so I, I gotta tell you the story with what happened. So two of my friends we uh, decided to do acid in his uh, parents' house basement, and they were off in another country. So we did it, and my friend, he kind of, kind of pushed me to take two tabs instead of just one. And I have a very low tolerance for drugs, but I just yeah. did it because I wasn't like I didn't know anything about it. So we did it, and like my mind is going like a mile a minute. I'm like we're watching like Neil deGrasse Tyson or whatever, and I'm thinking like I'm solving all the problems of the universe. And so I'm, I'm basically talking a lot and my friends are like, Hey, Michael, like we, we just chill when we do this. So the, the vibe was off for me there. So I basically stopped talking wait, and then I was wait, just wait, like, wait, all right. So, so you're telling me you're high, you're stoned on acid. Can you be stoned on yeah. acid? Who cares? So you're high on acid and you're talking and then your friend says to you, you know, Michael, we usually just chill when we do this. Yeah. It was not, I mean, they were on acid too, but it definitely did not give me a good vibe. Yeah, no, that would freak yeah. me out too. Okay, continue. So then, um, so then I ended up just like talking to myself for a while because as I was like coming up, I was like trying to not forget who I was. So I was just renaming people in my life over and over again. Yeah. And then, you know, I had, I had the whole ass experience where like I it was crazy. I I saw the universe be born and I lived through all that. I had all the answers. And yeah, then like sure. then I started coming down. And um and when I was coming down, I was like I would wake up in in that basement. And then like I was like, "All right, I have to get out of this or else I'm never going to be myself again." So I was like, "I got to get out of this basement." So I would, I, I did it maybe a hundred times. It was just more thought loops of me leaving the basement and doing like crazier and crazier things each time. Like one time I went outside to a, a glass of the house, which is, was all in my imagination or whatever. One time I, I got in my car and I drove into a tree, but then I would always just wake up back in the, uh, in the basement. But then finally, after all these times of like escaping, like when I was actually coming down, I like got up and my friends who were also tripping on acid, like were like, I was like, I got to get out of this basement. And they're like, Michael, no, we got to stay downstairs. Cause he had like his aunt and uncle upstairs. 
And they were like, no, we got to stay down here because we're on drugs and th that'd be weird. And so then I ended up actually like wrestling them. And I punched one of them in the jaw. <laughs> and, then, and then I sprinted upstairs and like they followed me not knowing what to do. And so like I went into the kitchen and the ant was there. And I was like trying to act all normal, trying to figure out if this reality was the real one. So I... Uh, I go grab a glass uh, to fill with water, and she's like, oh, what are you guys doing? We're just watching movies. And I go stand behind her, and I just look at her for a second, look at my friends, and then I um, I actually just smacked the shit out of her <laughs> from behind her. And who, who that this? ended this up being... one of your friends? Yeah, I know. It was one of my friends. The guy's house we were at, his, like, aunt was there. His aunt? So I... Yeah, his aunt. You so you smacked your friend's aunt. Yeah. Was she on acid? No, no, they had no idea that we were <laughs> tripping in the basement. Okay, how did she? How did she react to that? Well, she just turned around and started screaming and crying, and then like my two friends were just in shock, and my the. The guy's uncle, like, came over, and he was, like, high as fuck on weed. He didn't really do anything. And, uh, yeah, my friends drove me home. Oh, and before in the story, I had, like, called my parents, who were, like, very anti-drugs, and told them, like, everything. I was like, oh, I, I'm at an acid. I need you to pick me up. I started, like, saying things in my life were a lie that weren't, weren't like, and then, uh, yeah, ever since then, like, I don't know, it, it got better over time, but I've just always had that feeling that, uh, that, like, I don't know, sometimes the matrix will break and somebody will, like, casually mention how we're not, it, it feels like since that happened, people would, like, casually mention that this isn't reality, out of context completely. And I'm just like, Michael, Michael, I don't know, really, Michael, yeah, uh, alright, so, are uh, it, this this whole um, changed relationship with reality, was there any seed of this before you took the acid? No, not at all. Okay, and now on a day-to-day -day basis, do you feel different than you did on a day-to-day -day basis before you took the acid? I mean, at first I did, uh, like all the time, but as time went on, I kind of, I kind of, Stopped, I guess, but it's always okay. been there in the back of my head. And like, what I, is your I relationship just, like, like with reality now? Uh, I don't know. I just like, I don't, I mean, I'm going to keep living it because it's the only thing I got now, but I, I'm just not totally yeah. convinced that it's, it's real. You're not totally convinced that your reality is real. Yeah. Okay. What tell me this. What what does real mean? Are you are you insinuating that what you are experiencing uh, that are you are you are you insinuating that there is actually something else that is more real than what you are experiencing right now? Yeah, well, I'm I'm basically saying that what if I was still caught in one of those thought loops that I like I just never left that basement or I died or something and that my brain is still just short circuiting and I'm living that like there's that episode of Rick and Morty where the guy can live through a, a whole life in um in yes, a video Roy. game yes I do know what you're talking yeah, about yeah Roy I brought that I literally brought that up in conversation yesterday as an example for something and yeah uh, that nobody knew what I was talking about but anyway 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 um Okay, if I told you that that is not the case and that you are real, would you believe me? Uh, I mean, I'm like pretty convinced that it's real because it couldn't feel, it feels like it couldn't be going on this long. I mean, that trip was like, I lived through like all of space and time in that trip. Like it mm -hmm. fucked with my head. But, like, so I'm, like, 
mostly convinced it is. And it's not like I'm thinking about this all day, every day. I just like every once in a while. Well, listen, uh, you yeah. know, look, everyone's look, well, most people every once in a while. And for some people, every once in a while is about once every five years. They, they do look at themselves and go, is this fucking real? I think that's just yeah. a human experience. I, I like, think so too, but when, yeah, well, when, but it feels like ever since that happened, you know, when you like hear a word for the first time and then you keep hearing that hear, word, hearing thinking it, like, yeah, yeah it yeah. feels like ever since then, I've just, it's been coming up a lot more or like some, I don't know, especially with what's kind of going on today in the world. It just all kind of is like, did I is my this just my brain making stuff up but then yeah. i think like oh i'm talking to a a gecko on the phone like how could my you brain are. make that up you are <laughs> um i'm gonna say two things uh yeah. thing number one if you what's your name michael michael if you're truly um truly wrestling with reality in a way that is detrimental to your mental health you should go see a psychiatrist that's the first thing oh yeah i i am i don't okay good that's i don't think i've ever mentioned this to them though maybe you didn't you haven't mentioned this to them no what are you talking about in there then a lot and mostly i have like other mental problems like with anxiety and stuff and sometimes depression so i'll Sure, 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 I, sure, I, sure. this is just something that I'm really that focused on, like because yeah, yeah, if yeah. it's if it ends up well, not okay, being real, then, what am I supposed then, to do then, about and it? And then you know, Michael, I don't, you know, I'm not going to try to coach you uh, too much on this because you're talking to a professional and you should continue to talk to the professional. But if you're um, have a history of mental illnesses, um, I have heard anecdotally that uh, 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 LSD can heighten or awaken certain uh uh pre-existing mental illnesses you know i definitely feel like that like trigger i mean i've always had social anxiety but like yeah that definitely hypened it up a lot like which has gotten better and the help i'm getting is really like honestly has changed my life but that's one thing that's i can tell the yeah the people on the computers that like if you need help, go get it, because there's always something you could do. Uh, Michael, man, thank you for calling. And, um, you know, look, whether or not reality is real, which it is, okay. I think. I am a big gecko on the computer, so don't take my word for anything. But whether or not it is real, um, I hope it is good for you. All right. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I'm basically like just thinking, even if it's not real, I'm just going to live my best life. You know, it's I my think that's experience. A good strategy. I think that's a good yeah. strategy. Thank you for calling, Michael. Yeah, thank you very much. Good talking to you. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello. Hello, hello. Hi, is this Tasha? It is. What's going on with you, dude? Hey, um, oh gosh. So, basically, I am trying to figure out how to be a more honest person in life and be more open and connect with people better. But I'm having trouble, partly because my truth or like my reality of my life is pretty fucking weird. And not something I necessarily want to share with strangers and like associates and stuff. So I'm trying to like figure out and I could really use some perspective on like, how are you supposed to be honest without like oversharing kind of thing? Okay. Are, are you, can I read what the call, I, I, can I read what the call screener yeah. put down? 
and I don't know if yeah. this is the thing that you're trying not to say, but you did tell the call screener it, so I'll just I'll say it. Uh, it says here that um, you moved across the country from Wisconsin because your dom suggested that you do so. Yes, well, to Wisconsin. So, okay. Um, yeah, we we met online just like gaming. And we were friends for a long time and both into BDSM and eventually after a couple of years um, ended up meeting and kind of developing more of a actual like dom sub relationship. And he kind of gives me a lot of great life advice that has been constructive. And, you know, at one point he suggested I can move out here because I, I really like in my old life, I was very isolated um, very unhappy, working from home, didn't have any friends, didn't go out. And like, you know, basically he was like, well, you can come here and, you know, I'll kind of like, I don't know, be there for you and you can do X, Y, and Z. Like just kind of like suggestions, not like quarters, like you have to move here. Sorry, I'm okay. rambling. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I want to get a handle on this situation. So you, how long were you talking with this guy before you... Did did he was he like come move in with me or he's just like no the, it's 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 very yeah, interesting like the 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 casual nature of everything yeah it's real that's weird. what I'm like, trying to hit weird. on <laughs> we're weirdos well no I don't think I look in this big crazy fucking world I don't think anything is all that weird <laughs> uh, yeah I don't like we yeah. both kind of want to like be there for each other without being like um, I, I, let me put it to you this way like you can think of it as like neither of us wants to be in a real relationship but neither of us yeah, wants to be like yeah. alone and like celibate and mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know we're like uh, BFFWB <laughs> I, you know it's you're saying it's weird but I, I really actually believe that um, uh, th- th- the Two people who have the exact same level of desire of commitment running into mm-hmm. each other and having that much commitment it is just as beautiful to me as, you know, somebody falling in love and having 10 kids and living happily ever after. That is a beautiful thing when two people of similar levels of desire for commitment uh, meet each other and do their uh, fucking whatever thing. Um, so glad to hear that that seems Thank to be you. working out for, uh, for <laughs> you. Um, yes. so are you, well, okay. Are you living with this guy or you just moved to the same city as him? So i moved to a nearby city and kind of like we talked about it a lot and kind of like gamed it out and like uh, potentially we could eventually move in together. It wouldn't be for like over a year cause I just signed a lease. Um, but that's kind of like we kind of agreed that you shouldn't ever move in with somebody unless you've at least been together a year. Um, so if we still wanted to, uh, you know, a year from now, we might think about it, but that's kind of like, that's not the plan or anything. It's more like, um, you know, here's nearby and we can hang out more. And I mean, obviously like we were doing a lot of visits and that's just expensive, but also I just needed a place to go. I wasn't happy in my own city. But and like, can I hear? Can I, I hear real quick? Yeah. Well, here, go ahead. What were you gonna say? Was it gonna be? It shouldn't be a big deal. I was gonna say it shouldn't be a big deal, but like I'm, I just moved here and like I just you know started a job, and like everybody I meet is like wants to know everything about me, and like what are you doing here? Why'd you move here? And it's like I feel so inhibited. Like I'm happy with my choices, but I don't know what to say to people without being without feeling like I'm being fake or like lying even. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I, it's funny because I have all the same questions for you because we have been talking for about five minutes and I still feel like I don't know anything about you. Right. Well, <laughs> that makes two of us. I feel the same way about myself. And you know what? I think that's an okay place to be. I think it's a very interesting and wonderful yeah. place to be. Well, can I ask you, okay, where did you move from? You moved to Wisconsin. Where'd you go? Where'd you move from? Denver. Denver. Tell me just baseline. You don't have to get too into it, but 
baseline, what was life like for you in Denver? Well, so I moved to Denver with my ex-husband. And so that whole scenario, basically, like, he, he is still in rehab from when we split up two years ago. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yes, that was about the same time I met this guy. Um, mm-hmm. But... You know, he's just, he's got substance abuse issues and our time started with a lot of substance use, partying and that kind of thing. And it turned into just chaos and just trying to scrape by to survive. And then, you know, when he went into rehab and we kind of separated, just me kind of like finding that I had become isolated, um, didn't really have connections except for people who were not really beneficial to my life. And then COVID hit and, you know, became even more isolated. And and that was like, oh, shit, like, I don't have any support here, you know, and I just became more and more miserable. And that that was where Mm -hmm. this guy came along and we we knew each other. And he really helped me dig myself out of the hole. I don't feel like he did it. I just feel like he helped me me do it, you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is why I think I trust the dynamic because I don't feel dependent on him, but I feel like he's a really good support for me to figure this shit out for myself. Sure. Yeah. You do have a, it sounds like a, 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 you didn't, you did not phrase this to me as like, Oh, I moved to Wisconsin for this guy, but I talked to this guy and he brought up moving to Wisconsin and I did it. And it sounds like if he disappeared tomorrow, uh, you would be bummed, but your entire life would not fall apart. Yeah, and I made that. Okay, so here, I, I don't know if the screener caught this, but I made the the decision to have it be that way very intentionally because this guy is 17 years younger than me. So, yeah, I feel like a responsibility, I know. I feel a responsibility not to, like, impose my, like, I don't know. Like I, I, if I let myself fall apart, if things go bad with him, that's unfair to him. You know what I mean? Sure. So I don't want to put sure. pressure on the relationship where he just needs to like, you know, have fun and be young, drink Pepsi, all that good shit. Interesting. Okay. So, so, so you're now in Wisconsin. You have a job. Uh-huh. What? What's? What is next for you? Here. Yeah. What are you trying to build? God only knows. Right. I have no fucking idea. I mean, yeah, I don't know. That and that's where I'm kind of like I keep coming to like these conclusions and epiphanies where I'm like, you know, you know, you don't need to figure it all out in a day. Like, just move on with your life. But part of the problem that I had before it was being so isolated. And again, I don't want to put all the pressure on this guy. I need like other people in my life and other sources of support and shit. And I just don't have that. And I kind of feel like I'm not going to get that if I'm just like having these really superficial connections, you know, where I like can't be even honest. But I also Mm. feel like, I don't know, how do you, (laughs) like even I could go into like a BDSM scene and talk to people there, you know, but like that's surprisingly difficult to find too. Um, And like, there's not a lot of events in that scene right now. Mm-hmm. Especially in the Midwest, you're looking. You you you're looking to build a sense of community. Yeah, and just like mm, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> Tribe. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a lot of different ways to do that. I mean, I don't know a lot personally about the BDSM life, but uh, it sounds like there is community out there in that. Um, I mean, are we just dealing with like a sort of the the problem of like? How do I make friends as an adult? I mean, that's a big part of it. But, like, I know part, I know that is, like, you just got to do shit, right? Um, you know, and part of, part of that is, like, I don't have hobbies. I don't have, like, I'm, I have a lot of in, interests that are fleeting, but I don't have, like, a passion or, like, one thing that I'm really into. Um, which I'm okay with that. I don't feel like I need to, like, manufacture something. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Right, but you do you, but you do seem like I am searching here for a word of what I'm trying to say you seem like you have. Maybe it is a a curiosity or a a sense of adventure because you're you're clearly um searching because you 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 left your life behind in Denver and you went to Wisconsin um in search not necessarily even knowing what of but just in search yeah. um and so now you're in Wisconsin and i i feel like you have this search burning within you just keep following it right like where else what 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 else is there to explore where you are where you could find yourself yeah somewhere interesting is it more into the bdsm community is it do we fucking start a band do we open an arts and crafts store like what what do we do yeah is it you're in you're in a very interesting position and you have a a a very interesting personality for it at least you know i mean i don't know you uh you know back and forth from a 10 minute phone call but just from what you're giving off that's what i'm i'm feeling yeah, and like I, I feel like the whole another part with, with my previous relationship when I came out of that, like I literally was like going through a nervous breakdown, and I feel like ever since that relationship ended, I, some kind of part of who I was is like broken, and like I can't get back to it, and like I'm kind of okay with that. Like I'm not like desperate to get that part of me back. I'm like let it go, but like music that i used to love have has no impact on me anymore and like what what is it can can i what is this part of you what what would you describe it as i think it was like way more idealistic and naive um and like i don't know innocent you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like i used to love poetry and folk music and I don't know. Like, I I still can appreciate it, but I just don't have that love for it anymore. Um, mm. Just way more cynical now, I guess. At this point in your life, and you can take a second to think about it, what do you have a love for? Yeah, like very little. Um, yeah, very little. <laughs> Which, <laughs> I don't know. And like stuff, like I used to have all these places I wanted to travel and now, or even like where I would want to move. Like it, it was very much like if anybody had come along and been like, oh, you should move here because X, Y, and Z. I'd be like, all right, fine. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because like I just don't have any, like feel this strong pull towards anything. And like maybe I just need to bump around for a while, <laughs> like go where the wind may take me. Yeah, I, I, I guess, I, I don't know. You're in a very interesting situation. This has been, this is making me think a lot here. Um, I guess as long as you don't stop searching, the potential every day exists for you to find that thing. That, uh, you know, like you said, you're not going to return to the part of you that you lost that loved this, this, um, uh, you know, poetry and, and had what you described as a naivety and you probably shouldn't, right? I mean, you're growing forward, not backward. Uh, so mm-hmm. hopefully if you keep the search up, you'll find a new part of yourself. Um, and the challenge is just going to be keeping the search up, even on days where you don't want to or where it seems like you are not going to get anywhere, just keeping it up. Uh, always keeps well, you know the, you, the potential energy in play. You can ask me anything. Like, I'm not trying to be argumentative, and like, no, please. Like I'm very, like I'm a very devil's advocate type person, but like this is like a genuine reaction question. Is like sure. Um. So, oh my god, I already forgot what I was going to say. But basically, like, how do I like continue this like? Um, attempt to be like honest and open with people and like not close off without feeling like well you can't say this you can't say that like I feel like almost everything about 
my life is like controversial or like just too weird. Like people have a hard time or it just invites more questions. And I don't want, I don't know. It's like, I don't want people to focus on like how weird my past is or how like fucked up my past is. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want to dwell on it. I just really want to move on and like find the next positive stuff. But like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't want to like shut them down either. You know what I mean? I like, I don't know how to find that balance. Why do you have, why do you have to, talk to people about your past well it's not it's it's really just like when i'm so i i find myself in so many situations whether it be like getting a haircut or like starting my new job or you know yeah, sure, sure, people sure. out and everybody wants to like grill you mm-hmm. <laughs> not grill you but just ask a lot of questions and like especially when your answers are kind of intriguing <laughs> they ask a lot of questions <laughs> and it's like, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. like at some point, I just like, I don't even know what to say, or I don't want to open a can of worms, you know? Sure, sure, sure. Like if sure. I decided to be radically honest, that would go badly, especially in like some situations with people. Like I just, I don't know. Maybe you think? Can I can I ask you a question? Yeah. To, you you say that mm-hmm. being radically honest would go badly. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I don't want to be a hypocrite here because I have a desire sometimes to be radically honest and I don't do it, but do you, do you have a desire within you to relinquish everything and just be radically honest? I think, oh yeah, for sure. Because I think I hate the fact that people always say like give lip service to this idea, like be yourself or, you know, honesty and openness is so important. But like in reality, people don't want to know a lot of the details or like people have this morbid curiosity more so than an actual interest. Right. And so I think that's what puts me off is that curiosity, which is not. And I, and I, I, I think, I think that's, you know what, you know what? And I don't want to be, I don't want to be a hypocrite here because I'm, I'm almost talking to myself, but like, um, you, you're a hundred thousand percent correct that, uh, you probably have things about your life, uh, that, and thoughts and feelings that if you were a hundred percent honest about, you're probably right that, uh, there are a lot of people, maybe even most people would react to them strangely or negatively or uncomfortably. But along with that, you have a much, 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 much higher chance of opening yourself up to people who uh, find, who who agree with those ideas and are like, fuck, I've been waiting for a, a person like this to come along into my life because everyone else you know i i I, people admire you because they were so scared themselves Mm -hmm. to be open like that and you attract those people and attracting those people i'm a fucking hypocrite saying this but attracting those people is worth putting off people who think that your shit is weird yeah that's what i'm afraid of and i just gotta like I don't know. I just gotta like meditate on that and just stop caring. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tasha, thanks for having this conversation with me. This was very interesting, and um, I, 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 again, I, I, I've said this five times. I feel like I have a good telling you this because I, I, I myself, <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this could be doing a better job of this scary thing. But I, I, I hope uh, you have the courage to. Um, you know, be be more out there moving forward. And I hope that if you do, it lands you somewhere interesting or somewhere that at least you never thought you'd get to. Thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, thanks for calling, Tasha. Okay. Hey, what's up, man? Hey. What's going on? This is awesome. I'm, like, really hyped to, like, talk to you. Oh, Ethan. Um... What what's going on with you? Um, I'm just relaxing. I'm like playing some video games, watching you. 
Um, what kind of video games? I've been back into Battlefield 1 because it's like, I don't know, it's one of the shooters I got like really into when it came out. So it's kind of nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ethan, is there anything in particular you wanted to talk about today? Uh, so I'm in Alabama, so we can talk about the Alabama thing. Or I recently went to Colorado and I had this really, really good pizza. And none of the pizza I've had can like compare to it. So it kind of ruined all the pizza for me. Mm. How good was this pizza? It was the bread. Like... It just like melts, you know. And after having this pizza, what has other pizza tasted like for you? I mean, I went to like my favorite pizza place in town when I got back, and I'm a big like sauce guy, so like I really like like the the red sauce, and it just like wasn't as good. How does that make you feel? I'm worried because I had this really good pizza and now it's like, do I not like the pizzas in my town anymore? Do you feel a little bit of depression? It's like I lost one of my greatest joys. You know what I mean? But like, I'm I'm, I'm not like out of hope. Like there's going to be a pizza. This is interesting. This is like a hedonic treadmill thing. Like now that you've had such great pizza, all the other pizzas don't compare. So tell me this. Um, hmm. Do you think you've learned anything from this experience about aiming too close to the top? I mean, it wasn't like intentional, so it's not like I'm like, like Icarus, like flying towards the sun. It's like not one of those. It's like this pizza just kind of got dropped in front of me. Mm. Mm. Well, okay. So you had this experience, but has this, has this led you to any other epiphanies about life? I mean, this is a, this is a whole thing here that you're dealing with. You now know the dangers of reaching too high to the top shelf instead of enjoying what is in front of you. Yeah. Guess you're right. Do you think that this has prevented you from possibly in the future going after new experiences in in the fear that they will ruin your current life experiences? Don't don't do that. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. I mean, you gotta like go for like the good stuff, you know. Like you gotta like. I don't know. I've I've had a bad acid trip before, so it's like kind of like that feeling, but like that wore off over time. So like I feel like the pizza thing's gonna wear off over time too. You think it'll wear off? Yeah, like it's. I'm gonna like roll back down, and then my standards are gonna be low again, and then I'm gonna eat the pizza from around here again, and it's gonna be like good again. Hmm. So you think that eventually this will pay off, and you will be able to yeah, it's appreciate like a, the local again. Yeah, like a time heals all wounds situation. Hmm. Mm. Well, Ethan, I'm um, I'm rooting for you, man. I hope that um, I hope that eventually you are able to return to your appreciation for that which is in front of you, and not be constantly thinking about when you had the best. Thank you, Gek. Is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Um, no, I just hope everybody's having a good time. Uh, be careful if you ever get like pizza.
from outside your home area. Thank you for calling, Ethan. Thank you, Greg. Ethan, Ethan, Ethan. Ethan, Ethan, Ethan. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. <laughs> 